Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Ah, Morena, John. Kiara Koto. And on today's political roundup, New Zealand Child Poverty Report. French protests continue and new pro-car party formed in Wellington. Now, child poverty in New Zealand is apparently still rampant. The latest household income report shows that one in five New Zealand kids lives in a house without access to food. Children's Commissioner Andrew Bickroft says 80,000 children are currently experiencing material hardship in New Zealand. Now, surprisingly, more detailed information on inequality levels from the Ministry of Social Development is not forthcoming. The Ministry has decided not to publish its latest figures detailing poverty in New Zealand. And the Ministry of Social Development justifies this on the basis that there appeared to have been unusually low response rates by low-income households with children which could skew the results. Children's Commissioner Bickroft says he is concerned and frustrated not to have information that is usually supplied by the Ministry of Social Development. A new survey is currently being carried out by the Ministry, but this information won't be available until mid-next year, and many people say that's not good enough. So what should we make of the fact that the Ministry of Social Development has decided not to publish its latest figures on poverty in New Zealand? It really is unacceptable that a government ministry is withholding vital information on the levels of inequality in New Zealand. And we should not have to wait another six months for information on poverty to be released from the Ministry of Social Development. Last year, Jacinda Ardern said her, her deep concerns over child poverty in New Zealand was the main reason that she became involved in politics. Yet it seems that bureaucrats in Wellington have not made it a priority to gather reliable information on poverty levels here. So is this down to incompetence? Or is this an attempt to hide poverty statistics that would look bad for the Ministry of Social Development and the government? And those who were keeping an eye on international news in the weekend will see that Paris is still burning. Paris looked like it was under a military occupation during the weekend with police tanks and extra strong tear gas deployed against the anti-government protesters. Yes, the previous tear gas uh, apparently wasn't strong enough to hold the protesters back. Uh, this is the fourth consecutive weekend of protests in France against fuel tax rises, high living costs and other issues. And about 125,000 people participated throughout France this weekend in protests. 10,000 protesters took to the streets in Paris where windows were smashed, cars set on fire and shops broken into. The Yellow Vest movement, which is leading these protests, core aims are to highlight rising living costs, issues of inequality and high levels of discontent from poorer working people felt towards economic and political elites. And an opinion poll on Friday suggests a slight dip in support for the protests throughout France and stands at 66%. Finance Minister Bruno Le Maire called the situation a crisis for both society and democracy. And President Emmanuel Macron has been criticised for keeping a low profile during the protests. However, the French president is expected to meet trade union and business leaders in the coming days. Now, the Yellow Vest movement has shown it is still able to mobilise large numbers on the streets of France, and public support for the protests remains high. 
Although the movement is centred on material issues, economic issues, its exact political nature is in flux. Both far-right nationalists and far-left anarchists and communists are involved in the demonstrations. But so far, the demands of the movement have remained progressive and centred on economic issues. A push for a more explicit ideological direction by either leftists or by nationalists could act to split the movement. Already, physical clashes have broken out between anarchists versus far-right nationalists, both within the Yellow Vest movement. And finally, a pro-car party has been formed in the capital. The new party aims to contest the next Wellington City Council elections. The party is against Wellington's investment and focus on getting people on push bikes. They believe the council was putting cycles ahead of cars. And cars versus cycles is a hot issue in New Zealand right now. Um, we've seen media commentator Mike Hosking championing the pro-car lobby and people on the left and within environmental circles pushing for more investment in cycleways. The Cars vs Cycles political conflict can be seen as a cultural war issue. In political theory, cultural wars equate to political conflicts that orientate around people's lived lives and their values and overall philosophies of life. Often cultural wars are perceived as a clash between conservative traditional values on one side and progressive liberal values on the other. So is the championing of cars over cycles a clash of conservatives versus nature-loving urban liberals? And will the pro-car lobby gain more popular support? That's your roundup for today. Thank you very much for that, John. It's just okay. gone.